Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are having a client interview with Reagan Lynn talking about ROCD and Christianity. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. We have such a fun treat for y'all today. My client, Reagan Lynn, is on the show today and she is going to talk and share a little bit about her story and her experience with relationship anxiety, healing from it, as well as we talk a lot about God and some of the fears relationship anxiety can attack for those of you who are Christian and really value that relationship to God. Questions and doubts of, is this right? What if I'm displeasing God? What if he's not spiritual enough? We talk about all those things and more today. It's such a good episode and I can't wait for you to listen. So tune in and enjoy. Hi, Reagan. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so, so happy to be here. I am so excited to have you on. Yeah. You're going to have so much wisdom to share with everybody. <laughs> um, awesome. You want to tell mm-hmm. everyone who you are? Yes. Yeah, so my name is uh, Reagan. I um, am 25 years old. I actually got married this past March, um, actually on my birthday. So that's pretty cool. Birthday and anniversary on the same day. <laughs> did I you did know not know that. that. <laughs> yeah, I was on my birthday. So oh we actually had a birthday cake um, at our wedding and it, it, was, it was all around just a beautiful, beautiful day. So <laughs> that's probably yeah, the so, most birthday presents you've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, just recently married, I'm a wife and, um, most importantly to me, I am a a reformed Christian. So that means I believe, um, that we are saved, uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, um, in Christ alone, revealed through scripture alone to the glory of God alone. So that's kind of my, um, theology and how I, um, view God and my beliefs. Um, and I'm also a teacher, a middle school band director. So that, that keeps things interesting. <laughs> um, and today as we're recording today is my last day of school. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. Awesome. So, um, Reagan is one of my clients. And so we got to work mm-hmm. together leading up to the wedding and, um, yeah. So I was just hoping you could tell maybe a little bit about just your experience with relationship anxiety. When, you know, when did you notice it first started coming up for you? Like, how did you kind of realize like, yeah. what's going on? So actually I, um, what I've done a lot of, um, kind of looking back at my, the, my husband, I, he was my first actual relationship, but before him, I had, um, some like love interest, I guess you could say, uh-huh. um, pop up. And I remember like, now that I'm aware of, you know, relationship anxiety, um, I remember, um, when things would get close, we would, um, maybe, this was a, a particular love interest that could be my significant other. I remember being very avoidant and pushing them away uh-huh. and finding flaws about them that I was like, Oh, this is a reason not to be with them. Next, uh-huh. next, next. And, um, so that's when that popped up for me. I, I wasn't aware of that until I had gone through this, but with my now husband, um, it actually popped up. Um, I had a little anxiety on the first date and that anxiety came from, wow, I don't feel like passionate butterflies, infatuation yeah. feeling you, you see in movies. It was like, I remember driving home <laughs> from that date going, I like him. Um, it was okay. Great. 
I want to have a second date, but the anxiety started like, why, why aren't I feeling um, more infatuated, more um, of these lovey-dovey feelings that I had always fantasized about that I had seen in movies, I'd read in books. Um, so that was startling because I guess um, I had an unrealistic expectation of how those, how those things happen. I know that happens for, for some people, the infatuation stage, but I, I've actually never had that with my relationship. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I started um, to notice that. And, um, I, I just want to say, yeah. I love, I love how you just kind of like, or like, yeah, I like him. Like that was good. <laughs> but then like the, just, but wait, that wasn't the over the moon fireworks that I totally relate to that feeling of like, I felt anxious yeah. on the first day and be like, wait, it was supposed to feel like magical. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I didn't feel any magic. It was just, I, I really like you. I think we have a lot in common. I think uh, our values line up and our belief right. system. And, um, I want to, I w- I had a great time. I want to see you again, but nothing, yeah, nothing over the top. And that gave me um, a little bit of anxiety. It wasn't debilitating and it wasn't, um, it didn't, um, it it was, it was a normal, I guess, amount of anxiety. But when um, uh, about four or five days later, when we became official uh, boyfriend and girlfriend and exclusive, Uh that's when I had my first, like um, uh, at my apartment that night, just like, this debilitating anxiety that I had never experienced before in my life, like brought down to my knees. I, I actually um, made a post about this on my Instagram, how I, I literally went to my knees and God asking in prayer, like, please take this away from me. Like it feels like death right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. And I remember searching the internet, like relationship anxiety doubts on the first date. Is this normal? Um, yeah. Cause I knew people had, um, had that before. And like I said earlier, I had that with my previous love interest, I guess you could say. Um, but I always found a reason to, um, knock them out of the lineup. I guess you could say, um, I always found a reason to say, Oh, this is why I'm feeling anxious. Bye. Um, it's because of this quality about you. But this time with my now husband, I was like, there's, there's no red flags. There's nothing that I don't really like about him at this point. What's happening here? got to be something deeper than just, you know, because I also thought this anxiety was a sign from God that we should yeah. be with this person. This was him communicating with me that this wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I now don't believe that at all. I don't believe God communicates with us through yeah. debilitating anxiety and fear. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's kind of how it first started to show up and, um, yeah. So I love, and I love on that note, what you're saying is like how you don't think God communicates with us through fear, but a lot of times that is like one of the first thoughts that comes up, right. Um, you know, as Mm -hmm. you're talking about your faith is like a lot of, a lot of my listeners are Christian, right. And they, and they Mm -hmm. have a faith and, um, and I, a lot of times anxiety attacks the things that we value most, right. Which as a Christian, like your faith and God is a very core important thing to you in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. that's naturally one of the first thoughts that anxiety tends to go to. And so I oh, yeah. kind of like for you is like, what, yeah. How did you like kind of sort through like, you, you know, recognizing like, I don't, it's not how God communicates to me, but that feeling so true for you at first. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to add to that before I answer, I guess, is I had always thought the, the feelings I had and the thoughts I had were what the Holy Spirit was communicating with yeah. me. I always thought my thoughts equal Holy Spirit when in reality, um, 
our um, thoughts um, and our feelings have, have no bearing on, on the word of God. I believe the word of God is like, I mean, it's, it's been here for um, thousands and thousands of years and it stays the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so um, that uh, has no, uh, my thoughts and feelings aren't reality and they're not what God is specifically saying. And the more I look through scripture, God doesn't give us a, a spirit of, of fear and confusion, which uh, or relationship OCD or relationship anxiety, however you want to say it, um, just confuse us. Oh my gosh, we're in our heads constantly. Should I be with this person? Should I not? Are they, we're constantly confused. And God doesn't give us answers of confusion. He gives mm -hmm. us peace and clarity. And so that's how I kind of sorted through that was, you know, looking through scripture. I mean, time and time again, God doesn't give us anxiety. I mean, in second Corinthians, Paul had, um, he talks about having anxiety with that thorn in, in his flesh. I mean, that wasn't from God. That was, um, uh, that was just a messenger from Satan and God is, um, using that, which I love quoting that verse, um, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Um, God uses our struggles, which mine was relationship anxiety, to show his power and um, how much we need him and how much we need Christ to um, and everything that we do. So oh, I yeah. love that. And mm -hmm. I, I want to come back to and ask you a question on that. But one thing I was just thinking as you're talking to is I think is looking at the fruits of what what it creates, right? So like, mm, yeah, I think that's such a good way to be able to tell if something is coming from God or not is like, what, what is this producing in my life? Right. So like when you're yeah. like, what if this is God and you are mentally, you're being consumed in yourself, right. Constantly oh, yeah. focusing on you. You're not thinking about anyone else <laughs> or it's making you like compare your partner to other people and think about mm -hmm. how they're not good enough. Right. Or you're maybe more irritable or you're. <laughs> you're shutting down and avoiding people. And it's like, that, that's not who God's wanting you to be. That's not that. Yeah, absolutely. Inspiring you to be. And so like, while that thought, like it, it sounds nice in the way of like, Oh, I want to make sure I'm following God. You look at like what it produces in your life. Yeah. It's confusion and it, it doesn't create more peace or harmony in your relationships. Right. It creates yes. The opposite. Absolutely. Because when I remember going through relationship anxiety, constantly um, nitpicking my, my partner, is mm -hmm. he good enough? Is he right for me? And then constantly looking at myself. And like you're saying, the fruit you produced, I mean, I didn't get any, I didn't get any joy out of that. That's one of the fruits right. of the spirit. <laughs> I didn't get any peace out of that. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, just struck down with fear that's yeah. not the I, I love that you bring that up yeah god that that's not the fruit of the, the spirit at yes. all that's not producing good fruit yeah mm -hmm. so tell me kind of is like how you know like you said like is we have weaknesses and then it's an opportunity to be able to come closer to god you know it's an opportunity to be refined mm -hmm. um, would you mind kind of speaking that a little bit of just how you feel like um your experience with relationship anxiety shifted like helped improve your relationship with God as well as like you know helped you develop as a person yeah so um before relationship anxiety if I'm being really honest with myself I mean I was a, I've been a Christian my whole life but if I'm being really honest with myself I didn't see like I knew that I needed God but I didn't really believe it in my heart 
And I knew that God loved me. I knew that God loved his people that he called. I didn't really feel it in my heart. And with relationship anxiety, it felt like God really revealed my broken patterns about um, him, which whatever we believe about God informs things about others. It informs um, our view of ourselves, mm-hmm. our view of love and relationships. And so he just really like pulled back the curtain of like, these are all your broken thought patterns and all of your broken behaviors. And I'm revealing them to you to bring them to your knees, but to come to him because he is the one full of grace and healing and restoration. Um, He is the healer, the one that created us. Um, So that's kind of um, what he revealed to me. That's what I learned about um, him through that. Um, and I'm sorry, you asked another question that tied along to that. Yeah, I forgot. Was, so <laughs> along with that is kind of like, how do you feel like you changed or developed as a person because of it? Because of relationship Oh, okay. Anxiety? Yeah. So um, basically, um, I mean, my heart was just, my eyes were just kind of open to the gospel. Like my heart believed it. What I'm saying is not my, not my head. I always kind of knew it, but my heart believed it of God's grace and, um, I, I mean, I realized how um, a, much of a perfectionist I was. And yeah. usually we hear perfectionists, it's like, oh, you're a perfectionist. You like to do everything great. And it's no, it's so nice. It's, <laughs> yeah, it sounds so nice, but it's like from what I've learned in my healing journey is it's kind of a shame-based pattern of living. I mean, I was trying to be perfect to be good enough for God, to be good enough for his love when what I believe is there's nothing that we can do to be good enough for him. The only thing we can do is accept the love that Jesus Christ has um, with him dying on the cross and for um, uh, our, our sins to be washed away is just receiving it. Um, And I, I I guess that's the biggest thing. I want to be just really crystal clear. The biggest thing is just me really understanding with my heart that God um, and his grace and his love, not just in a, what I know in my head, but in my heart. Um, so that's kind of what I learned about myself, um, through relationship anxiety and how, uh, I was led to healing, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of like letting go of that idea of like trying to earn and be good enough. Yes. In the end that it's like, I'm flawed. Right. And that God's the one having grace for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of actually also makes you think of one of, one of the thoughts your brain really like to grab onto because your faith is so important, right? Is like, is my partner spiritual enough? Yes. <laughs> and you know all about <laughs> that was like the one. So for everyone listening, there was a night where um, I was trying to find, I was trying to perform like we call the, the urge, I guess, to seek reassurance of that thought. Are you spiritual enough? And I remember emailing Mikhail. Mikel, I don't know if this thought is ever going to give up. It is just, it, it, all of these other thoughts I've been able to work through, but this one is just sticking a little too tight. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, that one, um, and that one still pops up, I would say probably yeah. the most frequently. Yeah. Um, but that thought, are you spiritual enough? We kind of, as we were working together, that was just, am, am I, am I spiritual enough? Am I displeasing God by picking this person it was all it wasn't about him it was just me yeah so yeah and and that was something I love that like you kind of had awareness around when that thought popped up of like realizing like wait let me turn this back to me 
of mm-hmm. how am I maybe not being spiritual enough here when I'm like getting really focused on nitpicking him and how I'm thinking he should be right. Yeah. And I um, remember one session we had um, where the result of me having that thought and my behaviors was I'm the one not being spiritual enough because I, my, um, my insecurities, my pride is, is popping up and I'm um, looking at all of the things that he's not doing as maybe well as he, he could be. Um, but um yeah, and something I to tag on to that. I don't. I don't think I've really discussed this with you, uh, Mikkel. But once I when I take the microscope off of him and I put it on me, there is so much more joy in my marriage and in my life mm-hmm. when I'm not constantly nitpicking someone else. I mean, that just again, it kind of goes back to like the fruit bearing fruit. I mean, nitpicking. That's not a. It's not a god. Um, yeah, being super critical of people it doesn't produce fruit didn't produce the fruit of joy. I I was not having joy when I was performing those behaviors. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I, yeah, no, that's such a good point. And I, cause I think when we take that microscope off of our partners and flip it around, uh, like when it's on our partner, we're so powerless, right? Because we're, yes, I want, I want to control you and I need you to behave a certain way in order for me to feel good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like nitpicking only goes so far and creates so much change. Right. Right. Yeah. Versus when it's on me now, it's like, I have the ability to change me as much as I want. Right. I have power over myself and, um, it's just so much more rewarding to put your energy on trying to change and improve yourself than like trying to figure out how to get your partner to be like the exact way you think they should be. Right. And that's, that's not loving someone. Loving someone is, you know, you know, just, uh, it's not all about, oh, I'm going to love you when you're good enough. I love you when you're perfect. Cause Christ didn't say that. I mean, he died for us when we were still sinners. I mean, <laughs> he wasn't like, uh, you got to get your stuff together first before I even think about loving you. Like that's yeah. not, that wasn't his approach. Um, it was you, you come to me, um, just receive the free gift. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I think is so beautiful about relationships is, when it, you know, like you kind of talked about in dating where we kind of like, oh, nope, not you, not you. But it's like <laughs> when you like pick, okay, this is the imperfect human I'm choosing, right? That it's, it gives you challenges, but that invitation to start learning how to love more like how Christ does, which is, oh, I'm absolutely. accepting all the flaws here. Right. Not perfectly. We're not going to do it perfectly, but mm-hmm. It, it's just such an invitation to learn how to love more in that Christ-like way that yeah. we don't have to when we're not really tied to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I think something that needs um, this kind of goes back to like when I read the these books about you know romance stories or uh-huh. you know uh, rom coms. It was this: how can someone else make me feel this way yes. instead of? you know, we're in relationships to ref- refine each other and to learn what it like looks like to, to be holier and to be made, made better and sanctified. Yes. Not, well, what can you do for me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What mm-hmm. we see in media is such a, like, honestly, very selfish approach to love. Yeah. Right? Like, what can mm-hmm. I get? What are you bringing to the table? How are you going to make me feel alive and excited? Yeah. Uh, Scott Peck in the book Road Less Traveled has a definition of love. See, I remember it, but it's so beautiful. Like basically that love is the will to extend oneself 
for one's own or another person's spiritual mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, what am absolutely. I giving to help myself mm-hmm. grow and help you grow, right? Rather than what am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So on that note of like kind of ideas of love is like, how do you feel like your beliefs around love have shifted as you've worked through relationship anxiety? Oh man, man, have they done a a turn (laughs) for sure. Um, I think I kind of alluded to this in the beginning. I just thought love in a relationship sense um, was um, easy. It just flowed. Um, If it wasn't easy, it was wrong. Um, uh, love was just all of these passionate feelings of butterflies and, um, this never having any doubts, um, never questioning anything like you just knew, especially in, in the many Christian circles I've been in, they were like, Oh, we just, we met each other. And then two weeks later, we got married. (laughs) Like we just knew. And God told me that I was supposed to marry this person when that didn't happen for me. I was like, Oh gosh this means, this means we need to break up. (laughs) So my views on love have completely changed almost like in a, in a, I don't don't know if I should say this, but almost like in a boring type way. Sometimes, I mean, love is sacrificial. Well, like you said earlier, like willing to extend yourself for the other person's growth. And, um, yeah, it's not so much of the, um, honestly kind of superficial selfish passionate like what are you doing for me type thing yeah yeah oh with that like shift how do you feel like how has your relationship with your partner changed wow it I feel like with um that shift we have um we don't, I mean, sometimes I do, like, I'm not, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I have like, oh, I love you so much and the fluttery feelings and that, but like the, that we've been through this together. We've been through trial together. We are with each other through thick and thin. We have trust. We have intimacy. That is so much more deep than the fluttery feelings. Cause feelings are, you know, they come and they go. Um, they're not, you know, they're not, uh, with love, it's like, even if I don't feel it, um, I'm going to be there for you and yeah. I'm going to want the, the best for you. Um, so it's completely changed. And I remember at the beginning of our relationship, gosh, he, I love, I mean, I love him. So my husband, he has so much wisdom, even, even in, in his patience, when I was, when I was going through this and didn't know what was happening. And I remember I telling him, I don't know if I, I feel it. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to feel this certain way. We're like, we're kind of like three or four months into dating. He was like, I think you're searching for this feeling that you're never going to get. And it wasn't like in a um, condescending way. It was just in a matter of fact, just like, I think you're searching for this thing that you're never really going to find. Cause I was like constantly like checking for it. Um, And that profound wisdom, I mean, um, we, I, I mean, we've learned a lot from each other and he's taught me a lot about love as well. Going yeah. through this and completely changed my definition. I mean, as well as the ultimate definition of love, which again, I'm sure Christ didn't have all these lovey-dovey feelings when he was on the cross for us. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel like God, you know, we talk about how you hear Christians saying things like knowing 
we hear people talking about like God giving peace with decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about, well, first is what, what helped you make the decision to get engaged, mm-hmm. even though anxiety was still totally a thing for you? Yeah. So, um, what helped me was, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, I keep, I keep praying, but God, God isn't saying anything. And I don't believe personally that God, um, there's an audible voice. Yes, you should marry this partner. Um, but he does give us his word, which stays true. Um, and so obviously the Bible doesn't have a whole lot about dating, but it, I mean, it does give you principles of like who to look for in a, um, a godly person. And I was seeing those qualities of my, my husband. Um, so I, I believe um, God gives us not an audible voice, not fear, but discernment to make good decisions. And I don't yeah. believe he, he has one particular person. I think there are probably many other people that I could have married and it would have been in, in God's um will it would have been a good decision but the one I um the man I found um what I was seeing was you know we had um same values we had not everything in common we're definitely different in a lot of ways but we had some similar interest um we wanted to raise our uh, kids the same we both wanted kids so those type of values that we both shared and just I feel like I got discernment that um not that it was the right decision, but it was a good decision that I could make if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so that's, and, and I understand if you're going through relationship anxiety, there's a whole lot of doubt and there's a whole lot of um, question and confusion. But I remember even through ev- everything, um, there was still a, a part of me that stayed. And I had... Um, a lot of not no I didn't have a lot but I did have a few moments where the anxiety was so bad I was like we need to break up this mm-hmm. is what we need to do but even then I I still um I stayed like there was a there was a part uh in, inside me that knew I I wanted to um to stay even with all of these doubts and that's that's why I didn't work through it I knew there was something more to this the the confusion that I was yeah. experiencing mm-hmm. yeah So one thing I love that you said is how not necessarily like that this is the right decision, but that this is like a good decision that God was trusting you to make. Uh, Yeah. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your experience, like kind of on your wedding day? Oh, yes. Um, So the way uh, my wedding was, I actually... um, the place that we got ready, the whole bridal party was actually like right next to the venue. The place where we got ready was my, my mom's house. Um, and so it was just like a short little trail out in the middle of nowhere, um, in Texas. <laughs> and, um, right before the ceremony, like 10 minutes before, obviously I'm the bride. So I go, I'm the last to like walk down the aisle. So everyone else had left and I was going to be um, transported in this like vintage vehicle um, to the venue. So when everyone had left, it was, it was probably one of the most beautiful moments of my wedding day. Um, I was there in the house by myself in my dress um, already. Um, I was supposed to go in a few minutes and regardless if you have relationship anxiety or not, you know, the wedding day is pretty stressful. I mean, you have to get ready 
pictures, have all of this ready. And so um, just having that time was, was beautiful. And um, uh, I remember I was, I was by myself and I took that moment to pray. There was no other sound. It was just silence of me in prayer. And I remember reflecting on um, how grateful I was that God was sovereign over everything. I mean, we had been through a lot and the relationship anxiety wasn't easy on me and definitely not my partner. And um, I was filled with so much gratitude, thankful that God was sovereign over everything. And um, I had so much peace that what I was doing, what I was about to do was um, not quote, right decision, but it was not that it was wrong, but it was a good decision. And I felt peace about it. And as you know, those moments of peace, (laughs) um, you don't really get when you're going through relationship anxiety. So that moment was just so um, beautiful. Just have myself with the Lord and just, just um, thinking about just having so much gratitude and thinking that whole day, I was just thinking about everything that he was, had been sovereign over and what he was about to do with us being married. I mean, it was, it was just beautiful. So that, that moment of peace, gratitude, and just having that alone time because the wedding day is very stressful um, was really, really beautiful. But I knew I was making a, a good decision. And I used to think, am I making the right decision? Yeah. Am I making the wrong decision? But no, it wasn't necessarily right or wrong, but it was, it was, I was, I felt good about it. Like I was making a good decision. Yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing. I, cause I yeah. really, I, I, when you told me that story, I just like, it yeah. really touched me. Like I just loved that because I think most of us, a lot of times like have that belief of like our partner in this relationship we're in is good. Right. Mm-hmm but it's when we start trying to get perfectionistic and like, but is it the right thing? Right. right. We start yeah. like kind of driving ourselves crazy. And, um, just that, I thought that was so beautiful that like, you know, leading up to it, like you, you did have a lot of anxiety and fear, right. There wasn't this hundred uh-huh. percent overwhelming peace to say, yes, right. Megan, yeah. this is the mm-hmm. man, go marry him. <laughs> my blessing is upon you. Right. It was, you had mm-hmm. already, made that decision from like your own like you know reading the scriptures like sitting with it and just trusting right even though there's fear yeah Mm -hmm. and that that peace came like once the decision was done right yeah but yeah it was it was beautiful um and before um like the weeks leading up to it I did feel anxious Um, about how everything was going to go. And so just having that moment right before the ceremony was just, um, was just really beautiful. And, um, and I love that you say trust because I had, I had made that decision a long time before that, Mm. but it was going through with it. And I, you know, I'm a child of a divorced parents and that affected me a lot. And I was like, well, what if we end up like them? What if, what if, what if, um, but looking into the future and trying to predict what will happen again, the fruit of joy and peace, um, trying to do go through those what ifs was not there. That is not from God. Um, that's um, anxiety. That's from the enemy. So having that moment of peace was just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I think I just to emphasize because I a lot of people I think again as Christians is 
to make that decision to get married is a lot of times we're holding to that. Okay. I need this like hundred percent peace in order to make this decision. And a lot of times it really is that leap of faith and trusting ourselves and trusting God, knowing, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And knowing that like, God isn't going to necessarily give us peace the whole time, that it might just be like a little tiny moment mm-hmm. on your wedding day. Right. And I I've shared this before on the podcast. One of the things my husband said, I really love is like, God gives us those moments of peace and, and our job is to mm-hmm. hold on to them. Right. But that it's not going to be a peace that is constant and overrides all of the human emotions that you're going to have. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah. And I, I just want to like be clear and just reiterate that I think God gives us discernment. I think he gives us a conscience and we know as we read scripture, like good and bad. So I think one thing that helped me was, I don't remember who said this, but they were like, if something's wrong, something's off where you know, you probably shouldn't marry that person. There's good enough reason, you know, it's pretty obvious before I, I think. And so um, I knew that with my relationship anxiety, that it was, it was that fear of like yeah. um, taking that leap of faith because no matter what, I mean, I mean, I don't know what the next 10, 20, 30 years is going to look like. I don't know. Um, and that was scary to me, that, yeah. that uncertainty. Um, but um, yeah, it's just giving, getting that discernment to make wise decisions and you just you do have to tr- trust and make that leap of faith because yeah god gives us that discernment to um make the, the those wise decisions um and we do have to have i mean we don't know what's going to happen in the future we do have to take a leap of faith we do have to trust because we don't know what's going to happen yeah. but we do know that um no matter what our feelings tell us our thoughts like it says in God's word time and time again, that do not fear I am with you. And no matter what kind of mistakes we make or um, failures we might have or sins we might commit, I mean, God um, sent his son Jesus to, to pay all of that for us. And we have that assurance in him that no matter what in the future, he will use it for um, his glory and our good. So we have to cling to that. And that's something that I have to remind myself a lot of because I, um, again, like, uh, like to get anxious and, you know, my thoughts and feelings become reality and that's not the case. Um, yeah. we have something that we can trust in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, like leading up to really working on your anxiety and diving into the work, right? You, mm-hmm. you had like a lot of hesitation. You might kind of sharing like what came up for you in that whole process. Oh goodness. So I'll, I'll go over two sides of it because there were actually two consult calls. I think I scheduled with you that I canceled. Yes. I'll tell you about the first one. <laughs> the first one, um, I actually canceled because that night before I decided that I needed to break up and it would do me no good to go on the call. I mean, if we were just going to break up, if, if it was wrong, if it was, we weren't compatible. Um, so that was actually the first time that uh, I, I canceled, I guess. The second time actually was different. It was, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We have to hear oh, it the goodness. first time. Like, the second what? time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. So you were like oh, on no, the no. verge <laughs> of that, right? Of like, we got to break up. Like, there's no point in working on this. Yes. 
um what shifted for you there yes, um we um oh goodness uh well I think relationship anxiety can convince you of anything I was convinced we were too different we were incompatible if we got married we would have um, a marriage of unhappiness and we would realize the mistake we had made um and I at that point I was like Reagan you've been lying to yourself you know you need to break up yeah, I was so, it's, it's insane how you can be so convinced of things that, I mean, now I, I would never say that I would never yeah. believe that, but that's what that fear, um, gripped hold of me and convinced yeah. me of that. So that's why I canceled. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. That's a common thought a lot of times too, that people will have is like that you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. and it's so interesting yeah. because so often that is the lie. <laughs> yes absolutely but like you said it it can it feels so real and just to acknowledge and validate those of you that are really really in it and it just feels so real is like Mm -hmm. that's so normal yeah absolutely um so yeah I I that day I I think I I remember scheduling like an 8 a.m. I was like, nope, we're, we're, we're ending it that day. And like, kind of like I said before about there was just this small, there was a big part of me, but it's, it seemed, its voice seemed to be very soft that I couldn't do it. Couldn't let this man go. It'd be a mistake if I did, would regret it. Um, Even with all of that doubt and nitpicking, I was like, I can't let this great man go. I I can't Um, even with all of that. So, um, that was the first time. The second time, um, I don't know exactly how, how much time had passed, but I actually canceled because I thought I was, I was done. Like uh-huh. this is, this is it in my relationship anxiety. Like I don't, I don't need any counseling or coaching or anything like that. I, I'm pretty good. I think I've got a handle of this. And <laughs> I think, I don't know when the next time I had a big anxiety spike, but it definitely came up again. And so when I finally yeah, I actually finally got to meet, which I'm sorry, by, by the way, for doing that. No, no, because I love that this is part of your story of like the, yeah. those points, you just weren't quite ready to really do the work. Yeah. But when you like, and I think even noticing, this is one thing that I see a lot that I think is really interesting is our brains will do this where it's like, oh, I'm fine. Right. So either yeah. our anxiety is super intense. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to fix this right now. And I need all the resources and all the things. And then that spike eventually goes down and it will convince us like, even like, this is never going to come up for you again. You're totally fine. Yeah. And it operates like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how I felt. And, um, I was like, I, I've, you know, I, I did make a lot of progress from that, that initial reach out to you. I, I, um, I did, but what eventually made me, um, take the plunge and just invest in my, um, I guess my, my journey, I for lack of a better word. Um, I, I, I kept going through like big anxiety spike. Okay. I recovered from that. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, something's popping up again. It's not really, I didn't really deal with it. Um, I think probably I had some of that reinsurance or any, any of, of that stuff and it, it would spike and then it would come down, spike and it would come down. And then I'm like, you know, I've made a lot of progress on my own. I don't want to, you know, not say that, but eventually I was like, I need, I need help. If I really want to, um, work through this and find freedom, uh, 
I need, I need help. So that's when I was like, even if I feel great that day when our consult call was scheduled, I'm still going to go on it. I'm still going to do it. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. And what would you say to someone who's like kind of in that place where they are kind of like at that, like either, oh my gosh, I really need help or like, oh no, I'm fine. And they're kind of like on that back and forth, like you notice for yourself. Um, I would say that um, don't underestimate like someone else's like help. I don't, I don't know how I phrase that, but like you might think that you can overcome come overcome it on your own which you you probably could but just having that other person having that coach there to really guide you through those things and I felt like I could have I could have done it maybe but I got so much more out of it um with someone with someone coaching me um so I would just say like I mean me, me personally I wish I would have contacted you wait I wish I would have stuck with that first appointment <laughs> that I made, um, with you when I was, when I felt like a, a huge spike. So I would say, don't, um, you, you might think you, you can, you pro- you probably can, but you will have so much more growth that will not just, um, affect you and your relationship anxiety journey, but like in other areas too, because I see that in other areas, like in my work, I'm a teacher. I see the work that I've put in with the relationship anxiety, like affect, those like my perfectionistic tendencies, like, um, that, that affects my work as well. And I've worked through that. Like I, the tools that I've learned for working through relationship anxiety, I, those tools I use when I teach when it's not related to relationship anxiety. Oh, that's so So, cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an investment in your relationship, but also in other aspects of your life. And like I've seen that for people where it's like, it's friendships and it's also like money. And there's so many areas where like exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I agree. Like, I think you can do so much work to make progress on your own. A lot of times I think of it almost like being on a bike versus in a car, right. Mm -hmm. Where you're, you can make progress. It's just being able to have that outside support is going to make it so much simpler and faster for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, um, when you were first really dealing with this to kind of like where you're at now, like, where would you say like for listeners of like where you're at on your relationship anxiety journey is like, we Mm -hmm. never have anxiety anymore. Like what is is your (laughs) experience that you're having? Um, uh, right now I feel um, like I, I have freedom and peace and that does not mean that the thoughts don't come up. I still have, um, if you can believe it, I still have thoughts pop up. What if I don't love him? Those thoughts still pop up for me, but I don't, they don't scare me anymore. And I don't, um, I don't fall in the trap. You can say like the question pops up and it wants you to quote, figure it out. It wants you to Google. It wants you to ask other people, well, how do you know? But working with you, Mikkel, I have like, I now have the tools to like, and I now know how to react to it mm-hmm. instead of falling in the trap. So those thoughts don't scare me anymore. And I remember one of our sessions, I'm sure you remember this. You asked me, do you have any questions at the end? And I said, are these thoughts going to go away at all? Or am I just going to have to keep dealing with them? Like they were just annoying, annoying. <laughs> and 
I think we like redefined what it meant to be fully healed, I guess. Um, it's not, no, the thoughts don't pop up. The thoughts do pop up, but I, I know how to deal with them now and they don't, um, I'm not in bondage anymore over them yes. trying to figure them out. And even like for you, have you noticed like one, you said they're not scary, but even like how much they pop up for you now that you're not oh, yes. constantly mm-hmm. engaging with them. Oh yeah. They're way less frequent. Yeah. And, um, because when you're up in your head trying to figure out things, you're not really, um, uh, in connection, heart connection with the person that you're with. Right. So yeah, whenever I would, uh, when I was dating my now husband, um, uh, I would constantly be in my head. Are we connecting or connecting or connecting? Do we have a strong enough connection? But it's like, I was in my head and not in my heart where I could really, like drop down on my body, I guess yeah. for lack of a better word, but like just able to, when you're in your head, basically you're not connecting with someone. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I'm not in my head anymore. And therefore I, I feel more connection and I feel yes. more joy because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to note that I'm sometimes I don't really connect with them as maybe more as other times. And, and that's okay. I don't let myself get freaked out about that too you know that's fine that's how we as humans operate (laughs) Uh you know and I love that with that with you being okay with moments of disconnection not being in your head as much Mm -hmm. that a natural like byproduct of that has been you actually do experience more connection with him yes absolutely and I and I move uh, like I move through the thought much like the, the thought just kind of dissipates yeah. when I don't engage in it. Um, yeah. Um, any other like pieces of advice, um, things you'd share with our listeners that are struggling, um, from a Christian's perspective or just any last things you want to share? Yeah, I would say keep, um, putting in the work. Um, some days it's not going to feel like things are changing. Sometimes it feels like you're in a, you're putting in work and, and nothing, nothing is happening. And you're, you know, you might relapse and go back to square one, but keep putting in the work, keep having faith that the Lord is going to use this for you to help other people and for your testimony. Um, because it's in our trials and our weaknesses where his power is revealed the most. So keep at it. And also I was kind of pondering about this today that just because you experience relationship anxiety does not make you a second rate Christian. God is not punishing you because of it. In fact, he's doing the opposite. He's using this trial for your good and his glory. Um, And he's not angry with you um, because we're in Christ. We have Christ's righteousness because we've accepted that free gift. Um, So keep hanging on. And also it will, like I said earlier, relationship anxiety will, convince you of anything I used to I used to believe um I didn't even like uh my partner yeah like him oh my goodness like and now that just seems like that's well I will say sometimes I find that I don't I'm like oh, I don't really like you right now <laughs> that doesn't freak me out anymore that's just that's just Cuban I'm, I know yes. some days she's like oh, I don't really like Reagan right now <laughs> um yeah so just like sometimes we don't um, like ourselves sometimes yeah. So, um, just, uh, yeah, it will convince you of anything and everything. 
Um, but keep the good faith, keep the good fight. And um, yeah, just, uh, man, I, I, I think it boils all down to that. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Yeah. I, I have to add with what you said, the second, that you're not a second rate Christian is also yeah. your re- relationship is in second rate. I think sometimes yes. we like put all uh, people who don't experience this, right. People that don't have doubts in the beginning, right. Of like their relationships yeah. are better than ours and, and that your relationship is just as valid as everyone else's. Right. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this man, when I, when I was in the thick of it, I, I did not like when people said this, that, Oh, this is a blessing. You might not see it now, but it's a blessing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, quit saying that. That's not a blessing. This is torture. So um, if you're feeling that right now, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. But now, um, please don't write me when I say this. It, it really is. It's a blessing for you. You learn about who God is. God is your father. He's does, he desires an intimate relationship with you through Jesus Christ. Um, he loves you. There's so much grace, um, afforded to you. Um, I learned so much. My, my heart was changed about who God was, who I am chosen by God, um, how relationships work and your relationship will flourish because of this. I, um, because me and my now husband went through this together, I learned more about what love is and the commitment and the trust that we have to go through anything. So, um, it really is a blessing in all of regards. And I know it might not feel like that right now. I remember it not feeling like that for me. I was like, what is this blessing going to show up? (laughs) You know, like it's not here. (laughs) So, but, um, I would just say, uh, just keep, um, don't give into the fear. Don't give into the fear. Yeah. I think that's when the blessings came for you too. It was when you started choosing to not give into the fear. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, I've shared this with, with, um, on people, with people on my Instagram, but I remember just like Paul was in second Corinthians, was like, God, take this away. And he didn't. And you might feel like God is silent. I remember many times opening up my Bible and just weeping, like, please, Lord, give me some relief. He doesn't give you instant relief, but he allows you to go through this. So, um, um, you are sanctified. You, you work through things, and you work you, you work through things that contribute to this. Your fear of uncertainty or failure, not being good enough, mm-hmm. or um, uh, perfectionistic tendencies, and the shame that you carry. And, you know, I was I was ashamed of who I was, and now I feel like because I know of God's character more, um, and because Christ has um, saved me, because the simple fact of I believed in him and he chose me. Um, I feel, um, I, I, I feel differently about myself when you're, when your view of God changes, everything else changes. Um, so yeah, that, that was a lot of one bit of wisdom quote, but <laughs> I loved it. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> and so for our listeners that, um, that want some more inspiration, especially like related to, you know, dealing with relationship anxiety and trying to grow your faith, trying to maintain your relationship with God and deal with the doubts that attacks your faith and relationships specifically, Mm -hmm. 
Reagan is doing something so cool. Uh, <laughs> we tell them a little bit about you referenced your Instagram, like what you're doing and where they can find you. Yeah. So, um, my Instagram handle is at the ROCD reformer. And, um, basically cause I'm a reformed Christian. Uh, like I said before, I believe we're only saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Um, and I deal with, um, or not deal with, I, I try to support you on your journey as you're going through ROCD or relationship anxiety. I just use those terms interchangeably. Um, through a biblical perspective. So I try to offer you support through what I see as revealed in scripture. So, um, and I remember, you know, in the thick of it where, where you might be looking for those resources and there were very few. And I felt like it, it added to my doubts of like, oh, this must really mean that this relationship is no good. Cause I, um, I'm not, I'm not finding any of those Christian biblical uh, resources. So that's why I started the Instagram page. So at the ROCD performer on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. And we'll link mm-hmm. that too. So they can go check it out. Awesome. And she has some amazing insights, lots of good scriptures to kind of help remind you, right. When fear is telling you, God is trying to freak you out. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show today Regan this is fun yes thank you for inviting me I appreciate it all right bye bye all right guys thanks so much for listening today I hope that you loved this episode as much as I did if you are ready to start really diving in and taking on this work and you're interested in working with me I have select few spots open for the rest of this year. So go to mikelkristen.com and you can go to the work with me page and apply to work with me there. All right. And thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you all have an amazing weekend and we'll talk next week.